hello and welcome to the Bottom Line Me podcast, where we like to talk about common sales mistakes and strategies and figure out ways to help you to overcome them. I'm Ian Allard. Again, I'm in for Brenda Nelson today. And today again, I'm joined by my colleague, Joe Alvis, to continue our discussion on habits. Some of you may recall that in our last episode, Joe and I shared some ideas and some takeaways that we learned from reading James Clear's New York Times bestselling book, Atomic Habits. So today we thought we'd continue that conversation by focusing on the impact that tracking and accountability can have on habits. Hey, Joe, great to have you back again. How you doing? I'm doing fantastic today, and thanks for having me back. Uh, well, we had a pretty lively discussion on the last time we talked about atomic habits, but I think we kind of we only kind of scratched the surface on just one topic, didn't we? Yeah. There's no question that I think I think I said that to you the last time we spoke. We could talk about this for for days, uh, and perhaps do uh, you know several more. Um, podcasts on this particular book. But today I thought it'd be great to just talk about one area of the book that he focuses on. And that's how do you, you know, how do you, how do you develop uh, a system that works for you? And two things that he talked about were, was tracking what it is that you're trying to do and then finding some means or some way to hold yourself accountable. So what are your thoughts on that, Joe? I mean, I couldn't agree more. I mean, to to touch back on to last time's topic of, of you know, you, you have a habit that you want to make or break and, you know, tracking and accountability, much like building a habit, it, it's like a goal, right? I have a goal to build this habit. I have a goal to break this habit. Well, you know, the, the funny thing about goals is it's great. Dream up a goal, put it on paper. How do you get there? is where people always get off track. Mm-hmm. And that's, I think, a, a very logical next step in our conversation is, okay, great. We have a habit we want to build. How do you track it? How do you stay focused on it? How do you keep going when you're trying to accomplish a goal or, or a habit? Oh, that is the question, isn't it? But before we dive in a little bit more to that, let's just remind everybody what the four steps were that that clear lays out in the book um, on habit building. That's, that's a great idea. Let's, let's, let's not just, just dive right. Right. Um, okay. So when you are making or breaking a habit, every habit is defined by four unique steps, right? So you have, there's always the cue. The cue is what you see it, you, you smell it, you, you do something and it triggers your brain to go, okay, it's time to do that habit, right? So that, of course, leads to the logical step two, the craving. Now you want to do the habit. Now I want to, you know, jump on that treadmill. I want to, you know, have that cigarette. Whatever, whatever it is, now, you're, now your body wants it. So step three is the response. You're going to do the habit. For better or for worse, good or bad, whatever the habit is, now you're going to do it. And that leads to part four, the response, the, the, how do you feel after? Do you, do you get the positive endorphins that come from doing that habit is, is maybe perhaps it's not even a reward. Maybe it's, you know, like now, now I feel bad. I did this habit again and, and now here's my consequence. So whatever it is, it's a cue, 
a craving, a response, and a reward. Ah, C-C-R-R. That's how I'm going to remember it. Cue, craving, response, reward. There you go. That works. So for, for me, it's always the internal and the external. The, ah, the cue yeah. and the craving are what ha what's happening inside me. Mm -hmm. And then the response and the reward are the, the external results of that habit. Right. So he doesn't call the accountability part of it the fifth step. But in my mind, it's it's it really is. It might not be the fifth step, but it's equally important. So um, I think in the beginning of, of the, the chapter, you know, he talks about how accountability can really be a game changer for you. It, it increases the odds that you're going to stick to a new habit or you're going to break an old habit. And I couldn't agree more. But what are your thoughts on that? I, absolutely. I think, you know, as from a professional standpoint, I think accountability partners, tracking, calendar, Excel, whatever you're using, the idea of being accountable to either yourself or to somebody else, no matter what it is, it goes hand in hand. I mean, it, it's symbiotic to habit making, habit breaking, goal chasing, whatever you're doing. It, I think it's pretty universally accepted that you have to have some level of accountability to make it happen. Yeah. Well, let's break them down. Let's take them one by one. So let's talk first about accountability partners. Okay. Uh, now, um, have you ever had one? Uh, uh, aren't you my accountability partner? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yes, yes, folks. It, yes, folks. It's true. Mondays at noon, Ann and I, every week we have a standing meeting and I, and I think that's, that's brilliant for anybody. I mean, honestly, I mean, having an accountability partner that the one person that, you know, every week I'm, I, I know I'm going to see Ann and I, this is what I said I was going to do last week at our meeting. And now I meet Monday. Well, did I do it? Did I did I live up to what I said I was going to do? And and that I, I can't begin to speak to the value of having somebody like like you in my life, and but for anybody, you should have right. somebody that just kind of keeps you in track. But don't get me wrong; I, I think accountability partners they come in two categories. Some are voluntary, and mm -hmm. some are involuntary. Do you know uh, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So what do I mean by a, an involuntary accountability partner? You're reading well, my mind. I was just going to ask you that question. <laughs> well, I beat you to the punch. Uh, an involuntary accountability partner might be your boss. You have, you're accountable to your mm -hmm. role, to your responsibility in an organization, right? If, you know, you have to report back on a fairly regular basis on what you're doing, what you were responsible for doing? Did you achieve it? Did you achieve it to a certain standard? And then certainly a customer, a prospect, somebody that you're trying to build a relationship with. I mean, if you, if you met with, you know, think of it, we, we've both been in sales. And if I met with a prospect and I had had that opportunity to meet with a prospect, a new customer, and I, oh, I'm going to deliver this for you. We're going to make this happen. We're going to do the, all these great things. And then I don't deliver on that. Oh boy! Oh, now now there's certainly a consequence to that, right? Right. You know, it's I, it's really interesting because I I think it it 
I don't know that I'd ever thought of um, a customer or a prospect as my accountability partner, but you're absolutely right. If I make a commitment to a prospect or a customer, automatically I'm uh, I have I'm becoming accountable to them, um, and I think it might even be a great idea to even make that, you know, um, make that verbal to them and say, you're going to, you know, now you're my accountability partner. I'm going to get back to you on Tuesday and let you know what I found out about whatever it is that perhaps we might be talking about. So that's, that's really interesting. Yeah. I, I think it plays into what, you know, the real, the, the point that James Clear makes with, you know, building habits is, is so often they're, they're subconscious. Once you say it out loud, here's, here's how we make a habit, four steps. Right. When, I, when I say to myself, you know, I, I am accountable to my boss, to my company. I'm accountable to my customer, to my prospect, to, to anybody really. Once you make it conscious, now... Now you now you have that responsibility. You have you've made that commitment, right? So that so is is really involuntary, almost you know, accountability partners. And I think you know, as you mentioned, that you and I have a standing call every week. And I think when we first committed to that, I don't think that either one of us thought of it as an accountability call, but there's no question. And it works both ways. I'm accountable to you when when I'm talking with you as well. I'm responsible to show up. I made a commitment to be there. Um, there's If I told you I was going to do something or find something out or work on something, then I'm just as accountable to you as you are to me. So it is a, it's a, it's a two-way street. And it was done without us consciously you know, naming it as an accountability call, but in fact it is. But so, so I, I guess where I'm going with this is sometimes we intentionally want to look for that accountability partner and other Absolutely. times it sort of just, you know, organically turns into or grows into something like that. I, I, I mean, you're right. And, and I mean, and, and to speak to that, to, uh, to speak to a voluntary accountability partners, right? I mean, I'm a clear example of involuntary. We covered that, but like but you and I, as an example, as a voluntary accountability partner, you know, though we didn't have, you know, um, a, a contract an agreement and we'll, we'll cover that in a moment, folks, don't worry. But when we talk about, you know, Hey, Monday at noon, how about we start our week off? Let's just check in with each other. What are you working on this week? Maybe I can help a different different perspective, a sounding board, give you some ideas, you know, help you see the blind spots. You know, we right. do that for each other. And mm -hmm. I think the beauty of it and what a lot of folks, not just, not just James Clear, but when you look at, at many other sources of, you know, performance, right? Professional performance ideas, they, they talk about an accountability partner should be a peer, should be somebody kind of at the same level you're at that way there's not really necessarily like again like like a manager right like well there, there's a different hierarchy there when it's somebody that's your peer there's there's a level of empathy there's a level of understanding that like well if i didn't for whatever reason deliver right. on what i said i was going to do it's not your job to hold me responsible like there's a consequence it's so well 
what could you do to, to get it right? You know, you're that encouraging person who's going to encourage me to get back on track and not necessarily you have a consequence tied to it. Does that make sense? It, it, it certainly does. And, I, you know, I, I also think that there are there are times when when perhaps I, I want an accountability partner for something specific. So if I'm mm -hmm. trying to improve a skill or develop some kind of a talent or I might look to someone that is expert in that field and ask mm -hmm. them to become an accountability partner. So there's lots of ways that you can design that relationship with someone um, and figure out who is the best accountability partner for me based on what my habit or goal is in any given situation. And, and I certainly agree. I mean, and it's, it, it is, you know, for me, for, for my personality style, I, I love having somebody that I'm going to, I'm going to see once a week and we're going to talk about this. And it just, it's right. just how I like being accountable to a person, right? That, okay, I, I don't want to let you down. I don't want to waste your time. We meet, you know, for an hour once a week. I want to come in prepared. I want to, in, in so many ways, like, hey, look, I did it. I want to show off that I, I did what I said I was going to do and I achieved right. it. And that just, that works for for how I am as a person. Now, there's there's so many ways to, you know, keep track of what you're doing and be ah. accountable to things. And and I think that's a great segue into... I was just going to say, let's talk about those those habit contracts. That's a really interesting one. Have you ever, have you ever signed a habit contract or created one? I can't say that I've, I've ever written one out. I mean, James Clear talks about it very clearly. He's like, you know, for some people, depending on, on you know, who you are and what works for to motivate you, hey, fill out, like, go on, go on the computer, write out a contract. I will do... X this many times a week, a day, whatever habit you're trying to build, whatever you're trying to do and print it out, sign it, keep it handy, like make a contract with yourself or with somebody else. Didn't I think you, you, you were telling me a pretty funny story about a, a pseudo contract you had with a friend. Do you want to share that with the group? <laughs> oh, sure. Um, I, I wouldn't call it a formal contract, but it's the closest thing I think I've ever um, come to creating an actual written contract with someone. There was a time when I was trying to break a really bad habit, um, and that was smoking cigarettes. And I had a good friend, Bill, who was also struggling uh, at the time, and he was trying to quit smoking. So he said to me one day, okay, Anne, here's what we're going to do. Uh, we're both going to agree that we're not going to smoke anymore, and the first person that lights a cigarette has to pay the other person a thousand dollars. That's like, an expensive oh. cigarette. Well, and this, yeah, it was. It would be, you know, a really expensive smoke. There's no question about it. I mean, Bill even went to the point where he said to me, "Okay, write the check out. You, you, you don't don't date it or don't sign it, but just you know, make sure that you have that I can see it and that it's there." So, <laughs> in some ways, I guess it was. Um, you know, a formal written contract. Um, I say so. I'm happy to report that we both finally gave up smoking and nobody got a thousand dollars out of it. But, um, Wait, but there's you're no so much way. better for it. <laughs> well, but I, I, I do think that the fact that I made, made the commitment to him 
And I was willing to, although I'm not sure how really willing I was to actually sign that check, but um, I like to think I would have done it had I broken the deal. Um, but both of us were really focused. And not only were we focused, but we made it public. We, you know, we were oh. both working in the same area. Um, we knew a lot of the same people. And so it became the common knowledge to everyone that Ann and Bill have a bet going. We called it a bet, although now I would call okay. it a contract. Okay. Um, that whoever lights up the first cigarette has to pay the other one $1,000. So we had lots of accountability partners that were that volunteered themselves, frankly. So. I mean, how many contracts require witnesses? I mean, it, it's, it's yeah. definitely some, it always helps when there's, when, when there are people that are going to, are going to check in again, back to the accountability partner, you know, a witness says, well, are you still doing that? Are you, are you, are you cheating on that? Are you doing, are you making it happen? Yeah. I think yeah. that's, that's a brilliant way. I mean, a very extreme way. That's, that's one way to break it does speak to what It does speak to what he was saying that, you know, it, it's a really effective way um, to stay committed to something. Mm -hmm. um, it, it And adding the social component to it where others seem to know it, making it public, even it even made it more difficult for either one of us to to be the first, you know, neither one of us liked to lose either. We both were you know, <laughs> well, that helps. people that always wanted to win. So there was no way uh, that we were going to give in. And if I had given in, as Clear says, you know, when you make something public, it can become really painful if you don't follow through. And that's exactly what would have happened to me. And I think to Bill as well, it would have been really painful for one of us to have to admit to a group that um, that we we didn't keep uh, the contract or we broke the deal, you know. So, you know, so there, there's a theme there, right? So when you look at accountability partners, when you look at uh, voluntary and involuntary, when you look at contracts, you know, so the the response, I'm not another response. The reward at the end is actually a consequence, right? Like if right. if I have an accountability partner that I'm not. Mm -hmm keeping that date and time. I'm, I'm not showing up or I'm showing up every week, but I have nothing to report. I'm not doing what I say I'm doing. That's a negative, right? Like I'm wasting your time. I'm wasting my time. I'm not, you know, that that's not motivating me to make that happen. Yeah. And your, the contract certainly seems to be more of a, of a consequence than a reward because, well, mm. Hey, you, you, you light up that cigarette. Hey, you're out a thousand dollars, but B, you're going to have, you know, a good group of people around you going, oh, you oh. lost that bet, you know? And that would have been really painful for me. <laughs> Trust so, me. <laughs> right. Absolutely. And, and, you know, and we as humans, you know, de depending on, you know, depending on, on how we operate, you know, consequences will keep you from doing things. Absolutely. Yeah. But the the last subject we were, we were going to talk about, the, the habit trackers. Yes. I think I that trackers. spins it. Yeah. I, oh, I know you like your trackers. I know Love you do. Trackers. We're, we're going to get into that. But I think those are, are great because those can have, they can have a reward at the end. We, we, you, you use a tracker all the time. When you tell people what you're up I to I use a that. tracker for, for managing my exercise um, and activities every day. And I, I am a big fan. There's something magical that happens when you start checking boxes off and seeing that you've accomplished things 
Um, and so however you choose to do it, there's many ways that you can do it. But I, I just have a simple Excel spreadsheet that I print out every week and I check off what I've done. And then I begin to compete with myself even a little bit. And I think, well, I did six things yesterday and I only, so today I'm going to do seven or uh, vice versa. If I'm trying to break some, a, a habit, it's, you know, do less of it than, than more of it the next day. So you can, you can kind of adapt it to whatever it is that you're trying to work on, whether it's create a new one or, you know, um, or, or lose an old one, break an old one. So there we go. Yeah, I, you're right. Like, okay, I've gone 30 days without this bad habit or yeah. I've, I've committed to this good habit. I've done that for 30 days. And the, the beauty of tracking that of staying on course is okay. Let, let's say you work out for 30 days. You do. I, I stuck to my diet for 30 days. I let, let's spin it to business, right? Okay. I came into work every day and I made, you know, 10 phone calls a day to prospects. I visited somebody, whatever you're doing, whatever, whatever, impact activity you know you need to do mm -hmm. every day yeah if you can do that for x amount of days maybe there's a reward at the end of that month or quarter or whatever it might be that right you did great treat yourself do something make make it worth chasing you know the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow as they say right well you know and i think you know that example um you know can it's great to 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 think about regardless of which which way you want to be held accountable whether it's you want a partner and you tell that partner that I'm going to make ten calls today and then I'm accountable to that person or um, I don't know if you need to write a contract but you might tell a colleague or post mm -hmm. something mm -hmm. in your office that shows that I mean now you now you've done double duty you've got you know you've got a contract and or a tracker so the the, the contract part of it is that it's public everybody can see that you are working on making 10 phone calls um and for you there's the beauty of being able to check all those boxes off um and and the reward is the accomplishing the goal there's no question so, yeah. Well, I think, you know, to, to sum a lot of that up is it, it doesn't have to be one thing. I mean, just because I, you know, for, for my personality style, I like talking to you every Monday and say, here's what I said I was going to do. But but that doesn't exclude that I have a to-do list on a whiteboard right here in my line of sight right. that, okay, this morning I made a plan. I have a strategy. Here's what I'm going to do today. And I check those off because I, I you know, you, you can, again, whatever... Whatever keeps you in the lanes on the road is what you need to do. Exactly. And I think, you know, it also can be that for different habits, you know, a different methodology or system might work where some things I might need an accountability partner and, uh, and others like my exercising, I'm good with just keeping track of it myself. But if I'm trying to develop a new skill or make sure I follow through on something, I might want someone that I am being held accountable to. I might need somebody to say, okay, I said I was going to do this on Tuesday at two and I'm going to report back to you whether or not I've done, you know, that I've, that I've accomplished whatever it is I said I was going to do. So I think it can be, you know, it can, you know, you can mix it up too, depending on what it is specifically that you're, um, that you're trying to do. What kind, what kind I of agree. And I, and, break. Yeah. 
And, and like I said, you know, when it comes to, you know, habit building account, you know, putting, make it known, make it conscious, get it out of your head and get it into the real world. And that right there is what's going to help you get it done. Whether whatever method you choose, just make it verbal, make it a reality. Use whatever method you have. There are methods out there, folks. There's accountability, there's trackers, there's contracts, whatever you need to do, just just do it. Exactly. <laughs> well, I think that's a good way to um, uh, to come to close because it looks like we're just about out of time uh, oh, for yeah, today. Joe, thanks again for a great another great conversation. I, I, I kind of guess the bottom line today um, for our audience would be that if you haven't read Atomic Habits, we cer- certainly want to encourage you to check it out or even to visit James Clear's website where you'll find a bunch more information and even some great tools and resources. I think there's even a habit tracker uh, that you can download right on his website, if I'm not mistaken. You you are absolutely right. And you know what? It's all free. Just go in, oh, give him your email. Yeah. But trust me, there a lot of the tools that he mentions in the book are free to download and use on a daily basis. Right. Well, I, I think the other bottom line today would be that if you're trying to break a bad habit or to develop a new one, find an accountability partner or a method that will help you to accomplish whatever that goal is. So thanks again, Joe, for joining me. And thanks to our audience for joining us today. Until next time, let's make it a habit to continue to learn, grow and prosper. So long, Joe. 